The Lord be with you. Thank you to our wonderful worship team for that selection. Those of you who are able to stand, will you all stand and go with me to the book of Proverbs, chapter 22, and we will look at verse 6. Proverbs, chapter 22, and we will look at verse 6. Hear the word of God. Start children off on the way they should go, and even when they are old, they will not turn from it. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. For the past four weeks, we have been taking quotable quotes from the Apple television sitcom titled Ted Lasso. As Pastor Moores alluded to, some of the content is not appropriate for children. However, there is a lot of wisdom that this sitcom provides. I do not want to spoil it for those of you who have not watched this sitcom, but choose to at a later date. However, I will share with you all that Coach Lasso treats people like they are created in the image and the likeness of God, and that is a philosophy that we all should live by, especially those of us who identify as Christian. But allow me to provide a brief recap for those of you who have missed one or all the previous messages. Our first message informed us that we need to be like a goldfish and forget about the bad and good things that happen in our lives. Pastor Morris provided great examples of how the Apostle Paul did not let his past prevent him from achieving more in the future. Our second sermon, we, he we heard an important message on, you are one of 11. That message showed us the importance of working together. Our third message, what is your name? It showed us the value of taking time to get into know a person by asking them what thy name is, and that act may instill confidence in a person that has little or none. Last week, our message told us the importance of being curious, not judgmental. So if you not, have not heard these sermons, connect with us on Facebook, if you are not already are, so that you can hear these powerful messages that will help you to become the person that God wants you to become. So today, we complete our final message of this series, and we will take a closer look at the theme, A Great Mentor. According to an online dictionary, the word mentor is defined as an experienced and trusted advisor. An experienced and trusted advisor. I like this definition because anyone that has experience in something and can be trusted can be a mentor. I do not like to tell people what to do because we all have free will. However, if we have experience in something that will make life better for others, we should be a mentor. I am compelled to ask this question that no one has to answer, but who have we helped in life with no strings attached? Who have we helped in life with no strings attached? Even though the show was based on the character of Ted Lasso and the quotes that we have 
shared with you all have came from Ted Lasso. Interestingly, I believe one of the most powerful quotes comes from Leslie Higgins, whose role is Director of Communication for AFC Richmond. Keely, she comes to Leslie for some advice because no one else is available. Keely is torn because she has been offered an opportunity to start her own PR firm, which would cause her to leave her friend Rebecca, who is the AFC Richmond's team's owner, who also happens to be the person who gave Keely her opportunity. Keely, she doesn't want to seem ungrateful to Rebecca, and she shares this with Leslie. His response is phenomenal because he tells Keely, and I quote, a good mentor hopes you will move on. A great mentor knows you will. A good mentor hopes you will move on. A great mentor knows you will, end quote. Sharing this quote makes me want to ask a question. The question is, how many of us mentor people to make them be like us, but not greater than us? How many of us mentor people to make them be like us, but not greater than us? It is sad, but it is true that some of us do not mind if someone is doing good, just as long as they do not do better than us. Our thought process is, I do not mind being your mentor as long as you do not accomplish more than what I did. My sisters and brothers, when I preach, I often talk about myself, the mistakes that I've made because I know that life for me could have been better for me if I did not make some of the mistakes that I made. I thank God that because of grace and mercy, I am still here. I do not want to sound ungrateful because life for me could be much worse. But my goal when I share my mishaps is so that others will not. For example, if I place my hand on the stove before and burnt myself and tell you not to place your hand on a hot stove, trust me, I'm not trying to prevent you from being curious. I'm trying to prevent you from experiencing pain. And my sisters and brothers, sin causes us pain. Sin causes us lack. Sin causes us embarrassment. Sin causes us to separate ourselves from God. A great mentor knows you will move on and knows that you will be better because a great mentor will tell you all the mistakes that they made so that you do not have to make them. But let us look at today's text, which comes from Proverbs, and it reads, start children off on the way they should go. And even when they are old, they will not turn from it. A statement with a lot of truth in it is, it is not how you start, but how you finish. But if we start our children off on the right way, and if they abandon what we taught them and they do not finish life the way we showed them, that is not our fault because we did what we were supposed to do. You know, some of us like to say that our children are lazy, disrespectful, entitled, bad or worse. So please do not miss this, hear this. The blame is ours if we have not started them off on the way that they should go. We must ask ourselves and be truthful with ourselves, what kind of seeds have we planted in our children? What kind of seeds have we planted in our children? 
if we allow them to be lazy around us, then there is a possibility that they will be lazy at school or work unless someone shows them a better way or after they have repeat failure or termination. If we allow our children to be disrespectful, then there is a possibility that they would disrespect thy elders, thy teachers, thy employers, and others that can cause them harm and might cause them harm because they are not thy parent. If we allow our children to be entitled, then they might live a life that they feel like the world owes them something and no one is going to want to deal with them. We that are rearing children, we must be great mentors so that when our children grow out into the world, we know that they will be great and we do not have to worry about them because we would know that we have prepared them. I like this text because it says that if we start them off the right way, when they are young, when they get older, they will not turn away from it. Those of us who have been young before know what some of us used to say when we were younger. We would say, I cannot wait to get older so that I can stay up all night. I cannot wait to get older so that I can eat out all the time. But now that we're older, some of us cannot wait to go to sleep. <laughs> now that we're older, some of us say, I wish I would eat out every day when I have groceries in the house. When we tell and show our children the right way, when they are young, when they become older and on their own, we can have confidence that they will do the right thing. See, if we have not provided our children with the best information that we know, we are a disservice to them and to everyone that they encounter. I like a quote that supports what I'm saying and what Proverbs chapter 22 and verse 6 says. The quote comes from Frederick Augustus Washington Bailey, also known as Frederick Douglass. The saying is, and I quote, it is easier to build strong children than to repair broken men. It is easier to build strong children than to repair broken men, end quote. See, if we teach them what is right and wrong, when they are young, we can mold them. But when we wait to try to correct them when they are older and have been taught that wrong is right or acceptable, we will have a problem because you all know how difficult it is to tell someone something different than what they are accustomed to. And we know how challenging it is to try to change someone that is set in our ways. While reading an article about a quote, the quote, a good mentor hopes you will move on. A great mentor knows you will. I came across a powerful statement, and it says, and I quote, mentoring is a privilege and an extraordinary responsibility. Mentoring is a privilege and an extraordinary responsibility, end quote. Everyone will not get to be a mentor, so being a mentor is definitely a privilege. Being a mentor is an extraordinary responsibility because if we have taught someone something that is wrong, not only could our life be impacted in a negative way, but so can many more lives. If our goal is to make the world a better place, then we must have good people doing good things and teaching and showing others so that way they will imitate us. Either we are destroying lives or we are making lives better. I would argue that if we're not doing either, then we are complicit with those that are destroying lives. 
while thinking about the saying, a good mentor hopes you will move on, a great mentor knows you will, I thought about a mentor wants you to be greater than they were. A mentor wants you to be greater than they were. Many people do not know this about me, but I attempt not to say what my opinion is, but I try to back my thoughts up with the Word of God. Elijah, he was a mentor to Elisha, and you can read about them both in First and Second Kings. When Elijah, the mentor, was going to be taken away from Elisha, Elisha said, when you leave, give me a double anointing of your spirit. Elijah's response was, not no. But he said, if you are around when I'm taken away, then you will get it. Those of you that have read the Bible or heard about Elijah and Elisha know that Elisha, the pupil, performed greater works than his mentor Elijah. Because Elisha did greater works than Elijah does, did, does not mean that Elijah did a terrible job, but it means that Elijah did a great job being Elijah's mentor because Elisha wanted to do more. If we that our mentors do not inspire those that we are mentoring to want to be greater and do greater, then maybe we should not be a mentor. My final last thought about why we as a mentor should want the ones that we are mentoring to do greater is because Jesus, our Savior, wanted his disciples to do greater work than he did. Jesus was the disciples' mentor. He was our teacher. Jesus was called rabbi, which means teacher. The gospel according to St. John chapter 14 and verse 12 records, Jesus is saying, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing, and they will do even greater than these. Jesus wanted his disciples to perform greater works than he did because God would be glorified. We should want those that we have mentored to be better than us so that God will be glorified. So before I conclude, I want to leave you all with these three questions. Are you a mentor? And if you are, are you a good one or a great one? Amen.